as soon as I pick up that glass of water, he waves at me and he says, we're ready. I apologize to those that's out there watching by internet this morning, but welcome everyone and to those that's out there to glory away at the cross. I want you to take your Bibles this morning just for a few moments. Doesn't that sound good? And uh, when a preacher says, just for a few moments. Uh, Brother Brandon said, there he goes again. First Kings, the 19th chapter. We, I come across this again on, well, last Wednesday night. I tell you what, we had a good service Wednesday night. I, I went home and I told Sister Gail she was, she was down. And I told Sister Gail, I said, I believe that's the best Wednesday night service that we've had. Brother Wayne, I enjoyed Wednesday night. It just, it was a good spirit here. Everybody had a scripture and it just really went well. I encourage you to come on Wednesday nights. In uh, the 19th chapter, we will begin in the first verse of that chapter. But to bring you up to date where, where it's at, in the 18th chapter was, was whenever, you know, there was a drought going on in the land. And had been going on for three and a half years, I believe it is. Uh, that's a long time without water in it. Everything is burned up. Anyway, we find in the 18th chapter where Elijah called fire down out of heaven. That's powerful now. That's powerful that in touch with God in such a way that fire came down, consumed the sacrifices. He took the prophets of Baal. They could, their God couldn't do anything. I tell you what, I'm thankful a lot of folks worship statues and everything else, but I'm thankful that all, I worship a risen Savior that's alive, that's still sitting on the right hand of God the Father making intercession for me today. And I'm thankful for that. But in the 18th chapter, he called fire down out of heaven, uh, we find, and then came the rain. Had the abundance of rain, he had slew up. Uh, all the prophets of Baal, the rain came and uh, they began, he ran in front of the Ahab's chariot all the way back. Now, we have a lady here by the name of Jezebel. You've heard of old Jezebel's, haven't you? Uh, this message is going to be entitled this morning, Don't Look Ethel. Some of you, <laughs> don't look Ethel. Brother Ronnie, where you come up with this at? Well, I, it came to me this morning, uh, the record that Rafe Stevens made the streak. And he said in that, in that song, don't look Ethel. He was trying to get his wife not to look as the streaker came through the grocery store that day. That was back in the days when people were nuts. They're still nuts today. I see things going on today, and they're still nuts. But in the 19th chapter, beginning in the first verse, it says, And Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done, and with all how he had slain all the prophets with the sword. And Jezebel sent a messenger unto Elijah, saying, 
So let the gods do to me, and more also, if I make not thy life as the life of one of them tomorrow about this time. And when he saw it, saw that, and when he saw that, I want you to know that there's a lot of things that we look at that we don't need to be looking at. Uh huh. A lot of things we look at we don't need to be looking at. I, I, I think about this virus that's going around right now. And you know this time of year we have allergies. We have sinus trouble. But this year is different. If it, is there a one in here to, today that would tell me that when you got the sniffles lately, that the thought has not come in your mind. That's right. That's right. I've got corona. Huh? Don't look, Ethel. Huh? The devil will surely enough show it to you. That's right. Whenever here's a man that called fire down out of heaven. My Lord, can you imagine that? Fire came down out of heaven, consumed the sacrifices. It, it, it licked up to 12 barrels of water. All the sacrifices and, and licked up to all the rocks and everything else. To heaven it went. Powerful now. That is powerful. Does anybody here this morning can call fire down out of heaven? Dear Lord, I can't either. But I'm here to tell you God's able to do it. He did it that day. How you know that, Brother Ronnie? Because God's Word tells me that it did that day. It came down that day, but whenever he got news back from Jezebel, she was a Jezebel, all right? She worshipped Baal. Those were his, her prophets that he had slain. And whenever the word came to him, it, the Bible says, and when he saw that, when he saw that, he looked at it, and the first thing you know, the devil started building on that thing. You can get a little runny nose now, and the devil will say, you got corona. And the first thing you know, if you'll start looking at that thing, First thing you know, you'll get down. You know, I do feel kind of bad. My back hurts. My legs hurt. Let me look up. Let me see what Siri says the symptoms of Corona are supposed to be. And let me check that out. And the first thing you know, you're just deadly sick. Don't look, Ethel. Huh? You know, the trouble is, I think Ethel kind of had one eye covered and one looking. Huh? That's the way we are. Don't look, Ethel, but Ethel had one one eye. Just can't help but look at it. Here goes a streaker across there, and she just had to look. Well, the devil put something in our mind, the first thing you do, we got to look at it. Lord have mercy what a world we live in this day he said and when he saw that he arose and went for his life 
scared him to death. And came, well, I've never seen fear in a world like it is right now today. I have never seen it so bad as what it is right now today. The devil can place something in your mind, but you don't have to look at it. You can rebuke that thing and go on. I, I've been praying. I've been praying all week. My heart has has just been turning cartwheels this week, and and I've been checking it ever so often. And every time I'm in AFib, heart's just running away. And every day I've been praying, God, heal my heart, heal my heart. Every day, it, every morning I get up, and that's the first thing I do after I get up. I get my cup of coffee, and I I sit down and I check it. And every morning it's the same thing. Pops up there on my phone in bright yellow showing me that I've got AFib. Heart going crazy. And every day I'm praying, God, heal my heart. Heal my heart. I had that surgery last Friday on this on this left eye, and it's been a, just a black circle there all week, and it's been gradually getting a little little smaller and a little smaller. And I've been praying all week, Lord, heal that eye. Right. I got up yesterday morning, and I checked, and AFib still there, black spot still there. And I got to work, and well, we got in. It was yesterday afternoon, I believe it was, maybe. It was on over an evening. We, was, we were cutting up all the hams and turkeys. Me and this little sunshine over here was, was doing that. And I, I got looking at dot got smaller. And directly I looked and that dot was gone. I said, thank you, Jesus, for healing my eye. But my heart was still running away. And I said, well, let me check it again. And I, I checked it again. Gone. Gone. Back normal again. Oh, praise God. I couldn't see that healing whenever I began to pray for it at the first of the week. I couldn't see that healing, but by faith I believed that God was going to do it. The devil would kept saying, he said, you need, to, you need to call a doctor. Huh? I even tried to call a doctor and both of them was out. I said, well, I guess I'll just die here at the house then. But I got to thinking about that thing. I said, I ain't going to die. I've been asking God to heal my heart. Amen. And God's going to heal my heart. And, and praise God, he got it back where he's supposed to be. Could have gone, went up there and given him several thousand dollars and let him shock it back and play. But I done tried that one time. That didn't work too good. God does it a lot better. Amen. A whole lot better. God does it better. You know, I got off on that, and I can't even tell you where I was at last. Oh, yeah, he, he had done it. Fear, fear. Fourth verse. But he himself, well, he had left his servant there. And that's one thing. He ran off and left his servant. He didn't have no help with him then. He went off and left him. He figured he really planned on dying. Jezebel, whenever the devil put it up there, he really started building on that thing. You know, the devil put just a least little bit of something 
in there. And if you'll keep on, He will build that thing up for you. And the first thing you know, you're defeated. But just one thing that you need to know that it doesn't make any difference how powerful the devil is. I want you to know today that I serve a God that's more powerful. I serve a God that can do all things. I read in the back of the book where where the devil winds up, huh? He winds up back in hell where he belongs. I'm telling you what, I serve a mighty God today that can do all things. But all of a sudden, he got his eyes. He saw that. Left his servant there, fourth verse. He said, but he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a juniper tree. And he requested for himself that he might die. And said, it is enough now. Oh, Lord, take away my life. For I am not better than my father's. That's pretty bad. Whenever you get to the place that you're praying for God to keep you. Huh? Lord, just take my life. It's enough. You ever been to the place where you just said, it's enough? Boy, I have been. I have been. But I've found out whenever I get to the place that it's enough that I'll turn to God. Huh? A lot of times we have to get to the place to where it's enough before we'll really turn to God and ask God to take care of us. Amen. I've been asking for God to heal my heart. God, God heal my heart. Amen. But He's defeated. Yes. In the name of Jesus, I can't see y'all. I close it right. This right eye and y'all just a big blur out there. Out the left eye, but I'm here to tell you that I'm gonna see out that eye again too. Why? Because God has already touched it. I believe that he's going to work it out. The devil said, you'll be blind as a Betsy bug. I got news for you, devil. You defeated and you just like Jezebel. You defeated already. Hallelujah. He said in the fifth verse, and as he lay and slept under the juniper tree, behold, Then an angel touched him and said unto him, Arise and eat. I want you to know that all we need is a touch from the Lord. (laughs) If God touches you, he'll change everything in your life. Here he is. He got his first touch from the Lord right here. God wanted him to know that he knew where he was at, knew what was going on. He said in the sixth verse, and he looked, and behold, there was a cake baking on the coals and a cruise of water at his head, and he did eat and drink and laid him down again. And the angel of the Lord came again the second time and touched him and said, Arise and eat, because the journey is too great for thee. And he arose and did eat and drink and went in the strength of that meat 40 days and 40 nights into Horeb, the mount of God. 40 days and, hey, that's a 40-day fast. Whoo! Some of us can't fast one meal. That's right. That's right. I tell you what, the Bible says it comes not but by prayer and fasting. Amen. I, I challenge you today to fast. Huh? 
And I'll tell you what will happen. The first thing whenever you say, I'm going to fast today at dinner time, somebody will call and invite you to lunch. They'll do it every time. But you can't. Don't look, Ethel. Huh? First thing you know, you get to thinking about that food. The fast is over with. In the ninth verse, he said, And he came thither into a cave and lodged there. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him. And he said unto him, What doest thou here, Elijah? What are you doing here in a cave? You're a man of God. You know, that's the way a lot of folks is. They just run off and hide. Man of God. Oh, give a great testimony. But where are you at today? Mm. Oh, I'm telling you. Here he is. Hid in a cave. And God asked him, What doest thou here, Elijah? You know, the word, it says the word of the Lord came to him. That's what makes the difference. Is when the word of the Lord comes to you. You know, in the book of Psalm 119, 105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. (laughs) Oh, Lord. The word is a, think about that just a minute. It's a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. You want to know what to do? You know, a lot of people say, I just don't know what I'm, what I'm going to do about this. I've been guilty. I've done the same thing. They'll say, I don't know what I'm going to do. How am I going to know what in the world to do about this? Well, I'm going to tell you how you know what to do about this. You say, God, show me in your word. Amen. Amen. Why do you say that, Brother Ronnie? Because the word is a lamp unto thy feet and a light unto thy path. Amen. It's the word. It's the word. Back in the 10th verse of that same chapter of, of 1 Kings 19, he sa- and he said, I have been very jealous for the Lord God of hosts. For the children of Israel have forsaken thy covenant, thrown down their altars, and slain thy prophets with a sword. And I, even I only, am left. And they seek my life to take it away. Oh, my goodness. I'm, I'm the only one left. <laughs> oh, I want you to know you're, in, you're not the only one left. Amen. I want you to know God got his folks. Amen. God has his folks. He said in the 11th verse, and he said, Go forth and stand upon the mountain before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by. And a great and strong wind rent the mountains and break it in pieces, the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still, small voice. And it was so when Elijah heard it, He had heard that voice before, you see. When he heard it, that he wrapped his face in his mantle, 
I believe it's his prayer show. And he went out and he stood in the entering of the cave. And behold, there came a voice. There you go with the word of the Lord again. There came a voice unto him and said, What doest thou here, Elijah? Here he asked him again, What are you doing here, Elijah? I tell you what, I'd like to... Oh, my goodness, don't let me... Lord. I'd like to ask you folks out there listening by internet today, I know that... What are you doing there? Amen. Why aren't you in church somewhere? Amen. That's right. Amen. That's right. No. I'm in trouble again. We need to, you need to be in church. There's right. not any time to set out. God is greater than Corona. Amen. Amen. Mm. <laughs> oh my goodness. I stay in trouble. 14th verse, and he said, You see, he had heard the word of the Lord. And he said, I have been very jealous for the Lord. He's telling God again. For the Lord God of hosts, because the children of Israel have forsaken thy covenant, thrown down their altars, and slain thy prophets with a sword. And I, even I only am left. And they seek my life to take it away. Well, I I wonder about that. He was praying for God to take his life. Huh? But now he's complaining to God because they weren't going to take his life. Ain't that about like a church folk? Oh, let me get away from that. And the Lord said unto him, Go return on thy way to the wilderness of Damascus, and when thou comest, anoint Haziel to be king over Syria. You know what he's doing? He's getting him a little help. Here we go again. You folks out there watching my internet, pay attention to what I'm about to tell you. If you continue to stay where you're at, you're going to dry up like a prune. You say, Brother Ronnie, how you know that? Because you draw your strength from your folks and your people. When you come to church, you ever realize and thought about how much better you feel after you leave church? You know why? Because you draw your strength one from another. Amen. Amen. He he was getting him some help here. He said to anoint Haziel to be king of Syria. He said, and Jehu, the son of Nimshah, shall thou anoint to be king over Israel. And Elisha, the son of Shapheth, of Abel-Meholah, shall thou anoint to be prophet in thy room. And it came to pass that him that escapeth the sword of Hazael shall Jehu slay, and him that escapeth the sword of Jehu shall Elisha slay. He said, yet, now listen to this, Yet I have left me 7,000 in Israel, all the knees which have not bowed unto Baal, and thy every mouth that hath not kissed him. Amen. I want you to know today, 
You may seem like the church is empty and the devil's playing a good trick on the church world today. It's not just here, but it's everywhere. I talk to pastors all across the United States every week. And I talk to them, and it's the same way everywhere I talk to them. And the devil has played a trick on the church. Huh? I tell them today out there, don't look, Ethel. Don't look at what's going on today in this mess in Washington. Don't look at the sickness that's going on around the world. What you need to do is look in God's Word and hear from the Lord. Elijah was shut up out there. But I'm here to tell you that whenever he heard from the Lord, things changed. God got him some help. Things started to move. You want things to happen in your life? Get back in touch with God. Get in the Word. Glory to God. Don't look, Ethel. Second Corinthians. You know what this scripture, tenth verse, fourth chapter. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Casting down listen to this. Casting down don't look, Ethel. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God. And bringing into captivity every... Thought. Boy, I can think of a lot of things. Every thought to the obedience of Christ. The devil says... You got a runny nose. Better check your taste buds. Huh? Don't look, Ethel. First thing you know, there'll be another thought come in there. But the Bible says, bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Every time the devil places it in your mind you cast it down say look here devil I'm a child of the living God Jesus is sitting on the right hand of God the Father making intercession for me and I don't have to put up with you I don't have to receive this sickness I'm not going to have this sickness come on now glory to God y'all know what 2 Corinthians 5 and 7 says For we walk by faith and not by sight. Oh, I, I want you to know that you don't have to. You don't have to look at it. That's right. <laughs> That's right. All you got to do is have faith in God. Our God is able. It doesn't matter what comes up against you. Brother Ronnie, you don't need, uh, you're you, you such bad shape, you don't even need, need to be around that corona and everything. I probably don't need to be around it. But I'm here to tell you, my God, if I get it, he's going to get me out of it. If not, he's going to take me home and I'm going to be better off anyway. Amen. Huh? I'll be sitting up there by the river alive. Huh? And, and y'all still be down here putting up with this mess. Yeah. Hey, you got to look at it that way, God. You can't. 
if you, if you begin to look at everything the devil puts out there before you, first thing you know, he'll have you covered up. He'll have you smothered to death. Cast it down. The word says in Romans 10, verse 17, So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. You got to get back into the word. Want to know which way to go? The word tells us. He's a lamp unto my feet, a light unto my path. God will direct you what to do, where to go. But he's not going to do it if you don't hear his voice. You can't run and hide in a cave somewhere. Listen to me out there. You can't run and hide in a cave somewhere. More work. You got to hear the word of God. The Bible says, forsake not the assembling of yourself. Oh, Lord. If you're out there listening at me today, God wants you in his house. If he didn't want you in his house, he would have said, forsake not the assembling of yourself. But brother Ronnie, this stuff is so bad, it's terrible. Well, it may be terrible. And as long as you build on that and look at it, don't look at them. And as long as you look at it like that, it's going to be bad in your eyes. But I want you to know today that we serve a risen Savior that's sitting on the right hand of God the Father and He's making intercession for us. That's right. And I just about preach all I'm going to preach today. Huh? Amen. Hallelujah. When God says quit, you better quit. Amen. I found out if you don't, you get in trouble. And the first thing you know is getting the flesh. And somebody said, Brother Ronnie, you already been in the flesh this morning. I can hear them out there. But, <laughs> but that's all right. Y'all stand with me this morning. <laughs>